Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab a log and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. Meryl! Hi! <laughs> Crazy as ever. How's it going? Good. Oh, that's good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Now let's talk. How let's are talk. You? I'm good. I'm really excited about this episode. Me too. Uh, there's a couple reasons that um, this particular person that we're having on today sort of like draws a line between the two of us because yeah. I am such a skeptic and you are an absolute believer. Yes. Like, like take literally. Take my money. Yes. Take my belief. Right. Take my everything. But I'm like, I don't buy into a lot of this shit. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what exactly our guest, Kevin Viner, uh, is going to do. Yes. I was very excited that he agreed to do this. I uh, usually, when we're on a radio station, we have TVs hooked up in our studio. And one day I was watching the TV and on the news, yeah. I could see that Kevin was one of the guests. Uh, and usually I'm like, yeah, 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 that's on the news. But there was something about his performance that I'm like, I feel connected with this guy. I feel like he really? would be a good person to bring into the shit show fold. Yeah. And so I asked him if he would be on. He was on. He is going to be on. <laughs> about to be that. <laughs> and I want uh, to tell you a little bit more yeah. about him. So just tell our audience uh, where Kevin comes from and what he does. Okay. So he's considered to be one of the top mentalists in the world. And that's like a magician of the mind. And he's appeared on Penn and Teller, Fool Us, Masters of Illusion, Don't Blink. You may have also seen him on commercials for T-Mobile. He's been on Johnny Carson, King of Late Night. He has also engaged top-level entertainment like Google, Starbucks, Intel, all that fun stuff. And then, which we might even get to, we might not, but Kevin also has, this is, Bozo, you're going to laugh at this, he has a degree in math from UC Irvine. He plays the piano and guitar, studies kung fu, and is a certified pilot. Jesus. (laughs) So I'm just like, way to like not. This guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And above all else, I've seen some of his demos and and just his past appearances and like, I'm astounded by some of the mentalist tricks he can do. And so we'll see what he I w- definitely checked do. him out before on Penn and Teller's Fool Us, which I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have some questions about that. And just uh, I just want to get to know this guy. I want to see what the fuck he's all about. <laughs> so too. let's get into the sleeping bag this week with Kevin Viner. 
Bo, you would have had a heart attack or in a coronary if you saw the way that I picked up Kevin from the, the airport. And I, there was a part of me that was like, maybe I should go pick him up because, I almost, like, I know you know him, but like, he needs to feel comfortable, and you are. He a was mess. a very good. We we were in a situation where, like, we were almost going to get sideswiped, and he was very calm and good about it, and I really appreciate. I, that. I just want to say this right now. Um, I almost made him disappear. I just <laughs> I just want to say this. I have not been more excited for one of our podcasts than today because everything that you're doing in the background, you're very like busy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kevin, you're very busy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, something's going on here. Yeah, I know. We are happen. so excited. I want to just get the. Oh. Yes. And I also like that from the. Ooh, okay, see, like again, a, there's he just honestly set, a, a, he there's just a set, die, there's yeah. playing cards, there's Rubik's Cubes. He's hiding things around my room right now. There's Rubik's Cubes and cards and dice and like, okay, okay. Okay, so right. first off, what's a mentalist? And what you, is it? Is that how you just is yeah. that how you describe yourself? Yeah. So so a mentalist, you can think of it kind of like a magician, but where magicians do visual things, right? They make things appear, disappear. Uh, mentalism, it's a subgenre of magic. It's all about the mind. So uh, what kinds of things are you thinking about? Right. Oh, so, shit. so like, okay, for Meryl. If, uh, oh man. <laughs> if I'm you get sorry. into if you get into Meryl's mind, you're gonna yeah. be fucked for forever. Real. I was even thinking. I was trying <laughs> not to there's have no return. There's no return, man. So, this is not about me getting into Meryl's mind. This is about right. her getting into mine, which may be worse. Uh, <laughs> Meryl, hold out your hand. So I've I've drawn for those of you listening at home. I've drawn a a circle on a notepad, and uh, written a number inside of it. And Meryl, you have not seen what that number is. No. Correct. Correct. And I can I yeah. can second that. So. I want you to just trust your instincts right now. Okay, I know exactly what my instincts are. Give yep. me a two-digit number. Oh, okay. Okay. Out loud. Out loud to everyone? Yep. 18. What made you go for 18? Originally, it was eight, and then when you said to like make it a two-digit number, I said... <gasps> Are you kidding? I was just I was I was holding it up so is Bo it, could it, see. What it. the fuck? Right? So that's guys, what a mentalist okay, guys. Slap hold you on, in hold the on. Face. I'm sorry because this I feel like this true. is important. I'm gonna take a photo Kevin, of that. Yeah, like, here, take a photo of it because, so that people and I'm gonna can post this. I'm honestly what freaking out. The fuck? I swear my life. How did you do that so quickly? So right off the fucking bat. That's how right we off get the bat. Right. Yeah, that's what boom. I do. So so I do two things. One is I put thoughts into people's heads. The second thing would be like let's. So, so that would be something we could do if we were playing. Um, I'm flabbergasted. Like, like roulette, right? That's the kind of thing. Roulette, you you roll a number. Uh, if we were playing at the craps table, though, okay. So, Bo, here's a die. I just, uh, you may have heard that. That's a die rolling around. Yep. Bo, I want you to pick any number on that die. I'm gonna turn my head okay. and look away for okay. a second and put it face up on the table so Meryl sees it okay. and cover it with both hands. I'm gonna look okay. away while you do that. Just okay. let me know when it's done. I'm All right, we've it. got yep. it. We've got it. Okay, so Bo, count into the microphone out loud one to six for me. One, two, three, four, five, six. So it was a five that you thought about, hell, right? Hell, and if you listen back on that, you could hear it's like one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> little enunciated. Fucked. But okay? what if someone does it? It was definitely a like, five. What if they're a weird serial killer and, they're, and they're, is someone always going to do announcing well, the five? Then, then I'm dead, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, that okay, this kind of shit fucks me up. It really does because like that happened really quick. 
We're not editing right now. We're, right. we're, we're just yeah. like, this is straight out. You did the 18 on the paper. Meryl says 18. You hand me a dice and I cover it. There's no way you could have seen it Kevin's at all. Kevin's already my favorite guest. All right. I am fucked. Sorry all right. to all the other guests. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, so so you, like, so that's an example. Those are that's two an examples. example of, of mentalism. So it's basically a magician, but it's all about mind reading. And, uh, and Meryl, I know you do stand-up comedy. So I liken it uh, if a magician is like, more of a traditional comic, a mentalist is like somebody who specializes in crowd work. I get that. Right? Okay. Because, yep. and, and that's what I realized. Like writing routines for my shows, um, there are some brilliant magicians out there. Um, you know, Piff the Magic Dragon, he's got this character. Yeah. He's over in Vegas. He's great. It's, it's this amazing comedy show. That just was never me. That's not who I am. Yeah. Um, I, and I've, I've tried doing the big illusions where I get locked up in the box and I've tried doing more traditional magic, but after college, I was I was on stage and I'm going like, okay, what am I doing? I'm a grown man pulling rope out of a briefcase. <laughs> I'm cutting clothesline and putting it back together. Like what? Yeah. What does what this even this? mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so it just stopped for me resonating as as much. Mm-hmm. And mentalism, what I like about it, uh, it's it's all about you. It's all about the people in my audience. And without the audience, there's no show. It can't really be watched passively. Yeah. And uh, and so there's more room for things to just kind of go in different directions. Yeah. I, I want to address this right out of the gate with you because uh, we're still early on here. Uh, a lot of people think that mentalists speak to the dead. Yes. And I think Ooh, I, I didn't saw... I know that. Yeah, a lot of people think that like they, they can channel the dead. And, and there's who's that main guy? John something or whatever. Well, there's uh, James... Oh, are you talking about like John John Edwards? The, yeah, the, like yeah. Medium? And he's always Mediums. like talking about how he's a medium and a mentalist. And, oh, and there's okay. a lot of this thing. Do you feel like that's? I mean, because I think people listening are going to be like, okay, what does this even mean? So I I joke whenever somebody goes, well, I'm a skeptic. I'm like, you're not more skeptical than me because I know how I do all these things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest skeptic in the room, and. Uh, Look, I mean, Sylvia Brown, she's she's dead now, but she was like a really good example. She was this really famous uh, psychic medium. And if you look back over over all the things that she claimed and you look at how many things she got wrong, there's a very large group of people who want to believe they really want to believe in this. They want to believe that, you know, that this person has the answer and can help them contact like, sure. their dead relatives. Yeah. Um as far as everything I've seen, it's it's all you know. Pe- people may believe that what they're doing is real, but for the most part, I mean, Sylvia Brown was a fraud. There's no way around really? that. Oh yeah, she. I mean, she and her, she and I, I think husband or ex husband, they had actually been arrested on fraudulent charges for a completely unrelated business wow. before becoming a psychic medium. Now that's not to say that she wasn't incredibly talented, but you're doing you're doing cold reading, you're doing research. Um, you're doing educated guesses. I mean, what it used to be back in the, you know, 1800s, uh, you'd have the mediums and they'd go to all the different newspapers and they'd go around to all, like, let's say that there were, you know, 10 newspapers in some really broad geographic region, right? They'd call each newspaper once a week and they would rotate and they'd say, hey, there's going to be a murder in this park. And what would happen so you've got 10 geographic regions, no newspapers hearing from them more than like once every three months, basically, right? Yeah. But what happens when one of those things hits? Right. And now it gets picked up. 
So they're taking advantage of that fact that we we remember things that people get right, but we dismiss things that people get wrong. Yeah, and we see that a lot in our, our own lives too. I mean, sure, I'm I'm fascinated by cognitive errors and ways that people think um, that just don't really make sense, but they seem to. And uh, so, like, what would be an example of that? An example of that is uh, confirmation bias. The oh, idea yeah. that like things that we already believe we are more willing to to trust evidence that relates to that than to trust evidence that contradicts it, mm-hmm. even mm. if the source isn't as reputable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And okay, so yeah. that's a huge example of, of that, and, and we're all guilty of doing things I like that. I do that, that with coffee. I'm like, I always look for studies of, like, coffee's good for me. I'm like, coffee is good for Alzheimer's, and then it will be like, it's actually really bad. I'm like, okay, no, 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 but it's good. Like, I'll just I'll look <laughs> like, for, like, one source of, like... Red wine has resveratrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to drink 30 bottles a day to reap the benefits, but I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> but then what about, and I know you, you can't give us away, you can't give the secrets away, but, like... I'll, Nor I, do we want that, because... Right, we don't I think the problem is, is like a lot of people want to know how the the, the trick is created or I performed. I don't want to know when it comes to that. I don't want it to be spoiled because as soon as you do, it's no more. It's no fun, right? It's like, oh well, then I see the wizard. I get what this is, and, and I, that's one of the biggest differences between mentalism and magic. Uh, magic, a lot of times, the method happens. Like if you have, um, if I grab a deck of cards, and I'm sorry, those those of you at home, you can't see this, but. What I'm doing right now is I'm turning over the top card of the deck. So it's a two of diamonds, two of diamonds. Right. And then if I uh, hit it, it can change into something. Else. Oh, like Jesus. It's a five, five of hearts. Right. Yep. He literally just tapped it. I'm sorry. Kevin, the, you're good. I wish so, we were recording this, but like like on video because we'll it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing. that was that was sleight of hand. And the method has to be executed perfectly because the method happens essentially when the trick happens, if that makes sense. They're very correlated. With mentalism, it's a little different. A lot of times, I'll I'll do something, and the tricks over, like the the secret to it, is fairly simple. It could be a tell that I pick up from somebody. Um, it could be some kind of you know secret something that, that I've brought to the table that that people don't know about. But the method's done, and then it's all about the presentation, and it's uh, it's kind of like iPhones. I mean, what's the reason that iPhones became so popular or iPods back in the day? You had all these different companies. Uh, Creative was doing like the Zen Extra Jukebox mm-hmm. and you had all these companies putting them out, but they were all really complicated to use, right. right? And so Apple came out and they said, hey, let's make something really simple with very few buttons. And mentalism, a lot of the secrets are very simple, yeah. but that doesn't mean that the engineering and the R&D and creating the, the method is easy. And I think there, there's a really big difference between simplicity and easiness. And yeah. I know, Bo, you're, you're an artist. Yeah. You might agree. I mean, sometimes you can have a, a really simple painting, mm-hmm. but the concept behind it sure. is very meaningful. I would say that most of my work, especially that people would even say that, like I tend to be a more simple artist, like fewer lines, simple shapes, things like that. I find that to be much more, uh, it's actually more difficult than like to add more and more and more. Right. Uh, but, you're absolutely right in, in saying that about simplicity. So okay, and mm. the one I'm obsessed with the most is when you get. You don't have to do it with us, but please do it with <laughs> us. Is um like guessing people's names, and I don't understand oh, yeah. how you would do that because well, that because I've watched some videos of you where like 
is that edited or is it taking out your 50 guesses that aren't right of like I'm thinking of a 49 guesses I never get to 50 <laughs> and that's Let's. where like I don't understand how that would happen because there's nothing going on with your hands it's like just in my mind okay so you okay, just so you have a piece of paper I want you to uh, just jot down and make sure I don't see it and there's a mirror here yeah. in the studio so I want to make sure it's not reflected over there write down the first name of anybody who is important to you and i'm having you write it down so you could show Bo, mm-hmm. just so that nothing <laughs> has to be said because obviously we're, we're all listening to everything yep uh, and then fold it a couple times and i'm going to hand that to okay. you right now a so sharpie dog, piece of paper a, yeah i'm going to close my don't eyes don't do that because no i'll pick a human not a, uh, yeah, my yeah. dead dog yeah okay. isn't that so sad that like of everyone in my life all i could think of is my dead dog of like <laughs> being the most important to me it's like i have parents and a boyfriend and stuff okay <laughs> Okay. Priorities. It's okay. <laughs> okay we, have, so we have a cat at home, Felix the cat. I totally understand. <laughs> and just the first me, name, right? L- yeah, first name. Okay. I mean, whatever, me whatever you want to okay. do. And then fold it over a couple times. Okay. Okay. And I I'm looking. I'm looking away with my yep. eyes closed. You are. Yeah. So you're not looking at that. that. Okay. Confirm that. Good. So. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is great. Okay. So look, it's even folded extra. It's scored. We're just gonna rip it up here on the score line. So. Hold both of your hands palm up for me, Meryl, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, palm up like a like a tabletop. And He's ripping the shit up. Yeah, here I'm gonna keep looking away. Are those your hands good? Yep, okay, close your hands around them. So the first thing I have to do, I, I have to assess uh, this is somebody who I wouldn't know about. Um, and if I let's say that I had gone online and done research on you beforehand, right. this isn't somebody who I would have necessarily found you connected to. I didn't correct? I specifically didn't pick like my mom or my boyfriend. Okay. Uh, do you have a sister? No. You don't. Okay. Is this somebody who's been like a sister yes. to you? This is somebody who <laughs> is this um think of a letter in the middle of it, it's a female, yes. Yep. Think of a, a letter in the middle of her name right okay. now. Just think yep. about it. There's one smack in the middle. Oh, that's good. That's a G. Yes. Okay. How oh, oh, the actual fuck. Okay, right? you guys. And uh how how go how? back. <laughs> See? Oh, and this fuck. is why people believe in psychics. I'm telling you, I'm not huh. a psychic, but Jeez. you would be surprised. Uh First letter, <laughs> think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what it is at this point. I know, you know. Well, you almost went back and forth but because you, you had, there was an N that you were almost thinking about for a second, but it's actually an M. Is the N the very last letter? Yep. Okay, there we go. Uh, Megan. Yep. How, how, how. Okay, listen. That's Our <laughs> listeners will know this I'm because the of, roof with my of so many episodes. I mean, we've recorded over 110 episodes of this, and I'm always the skeptic. I'm always the one going like, that's bullshit. And watching you do that in the course of one minute, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. Kevin, that's like Get out really of my house. Impressive. Get out of my house. So, so <laughs> obviously you can't tell us how you can't tell us how that's done. But like, what can you tell us anything like surrounding that? Or, or I, I know that's hard to be like. Well, it's because that's it's, really it's impressive. tough because it's wow. um, there's there's tricks. There's tricks to yeah. all of it. Yeah. Right? And but how? But OK. And again, I don't want you to. I, <laughs> sorry, listeners. I don't want this to be all given away. I want it there to be some some magic and excitement of that. How how do you go from pick a name to I know what that fucking name is. Okay, I, know, I kinda right? want that's yeah. that's what people pay me for. And the interesting part was like right off the bat, it for not even the name, but you know that this person is like a sister to me. So that's like it's well, almost that you like, knew it was female yeah, right away. Yeah. That's that's I was like, And huh? that's where and that's where a lot of those cold reading skills come in. And yeah. oh my and gosh, you did what I was to for. uh being able to kind of take a it's, it's like a game of 20 questions. It, it really is. I mean, I take a set of data, and over the years of performing, um, I've been able to to just 
kind of calibrate my my guesses. I had a. I have a, no clue how you would know that. So I, I had a mentor a little while back, and uh, he he lectures at Harvard and MIT on on innovation. And one of the things he teaches about, um, it's a story, and uh, he calls it Kevin and the Wrenches because. I was working with him. Uh, he's an airplane and helicopter pilot, and he had a plane that was hangered or a helicopter hangered out in Oceanside. And this was a decade ago. And uh, he goes, "Hey, you know, we got to change this uh, this bolt. What kind of what what size socket wrench do you think we need?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Let's just pick up the socket <laughs> wrenches and figure it out." And yeah. he goes, "You you have to guess." And I was like, "Well, why do I need to guess?" And he goes, "Because." If you don't guess, you don't learn anything. I was wow. like, what, what do you mean? And he said he used to be uh, – he was a, a police officer for a while. And when they were doing radar gun training and teaching people how to you know, figure out – like you pull the radar gun, figure out how fast the car is going, um, it normally would take people a year or two of doing this before they would really be able to start like just knowing by mm -hmm. seeing it. Huh. But what he realized is that if he guessed, kind of like putting money on the line, right? Mm -hmm. If he guessed every time he pulled that trigger, he would now be able to calibrate those guesses against what was actually happening. Yeah. And so within three months, he was able to basically be more accurate than people who had been in the academy oh for my way gosh. longer. And uh, his point was that you know even if you're if you're doing something at home and you have to pick the right size socket wrench. It makes a lot of sense to spend a millisecond and go, okay, I think this is going to be like a quarter inch socket and test it because now you have something to compare it to. So when I first started doing things like this, um, like with a card trick, I might have somebody pick a card and I would try to actually, based on, on just talking to them and watching their body language, guess what card they were thinking really? about. And, and then when I was wrong, it didn't matter because I had some other trick I would go into, right? Yeah. But after doing things like that for years, um, like you'll notice, and, and I don't want to give too much away, but for instance, uh, the first thing I said was, you don't have a sister, do you? And the way that I phrase that, I phrase questions that I'm not positive about the answer to in a way that could go one way or another. So I go, hey, you don't have this, do you? And if you go, no... Now it doesn't seem like I got anything wrong necessarily. Uh. And I can yeah. follow it up with, oh, but this person's like a sister to you, correct? <laughs> and so I have ways of th that I've created to ask questions um, in kind of a leading way that'll help get me to answers. Uh, when you told me, yeah, there's a letter right in the middle of the name. Well, I know now that that's an odd number of letters. I also know that it didn't take you all that long to write the name down. Mm -hmm. Most names, I mean, it could have been three letters. Like Lucy Smith, like, yeah, 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 it's not yeah. Like right. This, like, big long, like yeah. And if it if it was only three letters, you know, not always, but most of the time, it's there's going to be a symmetry to it. So it's either going to be a vowel surrounded by two consonants or a consonant surrounded by two vowels, like Allie or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's yeah. five letters, now I know I'm going for something right there in in the center. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of a. It's funny loose. in that moment, <laughs> I, I noticed your answers to him where there was a little bit of a tell because you were like, yes, but like you got it. I know, I know. I, I'm not saying that you're yeah, wrong. Right. I'm just saying like that I could feel like you said it's in the middle. And I was like, OK, well, that's an answer you're giving him. Yep. Instead of being like, yes, and, you know, just a, yeah. a and I, I would imagine most people would be like so excited that you're even close to the right answer, even just hinting at it, they're like, oh. 
you well, know, it's, it's like they say, you know, know when to hold them, know when to fold yeah. them, right? Yeah. And I'm fold them. People give. constantly I'm already them. folding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> when we were even like looking for a house, I'm like, I would just tell the like the real estate agent, like, I like this one, I'll pay anything. Like, <laughs> let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you are my favorite yeah, client. Honestly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, people, they do, they get excited. They're they're really they're willing to give away a lot. And sometimes I get someone who's just like, I'm not going to give away anything. Yeah. I'm an engineer. And I'm, I'm like, that's cool. That's, that's what I was going to ask about because you do a ton of corporate events. Oh, and yeah. do you yeah. find, what about if, if, if people are messing with you? Like what if in my mind I have Megan, but I just want to be like, I want to prove this guy wrong. Like does that happen a lot when you're doing corporate events? Well, like last night I had, <laughs> I had a guy, I'm like, hey, write down the first name of somebody who you're thinking about. And uh, he goes, I only want to write down the first letter. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I was like, go for it. And and at, yeah. at a certain point, I mean, he just kept ragging, and I I looked at him and I go, hey, I go, you know yeah. what? You're great. I go, but this is my show, so go sit down. <laughs> and the audience laughed because yeah, I think as as the entertainer, there's times that you have to kind of tongue in cheek and and have a smile when you say it, but you you basically just have to put people in their place. Yeah, right. it doesn't happen happen often. I mean, I love I love my clients. I really do. They're for the most part, it's the shows are all really smooth. They flow well, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the campfire shit show, right? Like yeah. Yeah. sometimes yeah. shit happens yeah. and yes. you just have to deal with it. Well, so. and I think a lot of times, I mean, I run a comedy show and it, there's a lot of times where the people in the audience think that they're the comedians. Oh yeah. Right. And it's the same thing. It's like that guy was like, no, I'm going to be the star of the show. I'm going to make the rules. You're like, no, actually you're not go sit down. This is not your show. The comedian oh, yeah. is in charge. You are the performer. You are in charge. And of course, you know, yeah, there's just always those people that are trying to like get the better. Well, and it's always, it's always funny to me uh, because they're never in, they're never in a good position. Like they're, they're just not. Yeah. I'm up on stage with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. And they've paid, they've hired you. Like and... your company brought me in. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Everybody wants to have their, their 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I ha- I've I've got stories. Well, I've okay, had to, so I've let's, had to let's stop talk a couple of hecklers. Really? Have you? Oh yeah. Well, what's like? What's one in your mind that stands out? So, so the worst um, was probably I was doing a gig and it was it was down in like Macon, Georgia. Oh, and stop right there. That's the worst. <laughs> no, it, was, <laughs> it was down in Macon, Georgia, and. Uh, you know what? What I've what I've realized. I mean, I've I've traveled and I've performed globally. I've, I've yeah. performed in every single state. And uh, honestly, I mean, people. The, the cool thing about all that travel is you realize as much as the media wants to divide and be like, "Oh yeah, everyone's different. And these people are doing this and these right. people." Yeah. Like, there's so many more similarities than there are differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, coming in as an entertainer, there's there's events where sometimes I'll show up and. I used to be in a suit and tie for every event and that's changed now as I've gotten a little more, you know, confident as and grown as a performer. You have to know your audience and I, I kinda wanna show up like just one step above the way that most of the audience is dressed. So right. if they're all you know, if they're all in jeans and a button down, I'll do jeans button down and a sports coat. Like I yeah. don't I don't wanna be I, I wanna be accessible still, right? Yeah. But this event it was years ago. I show up in a suit and tie and everyone there is, is just kind of in their, their blue jeans. And, uh, 
So there's a lot of alcohol going around and I've got this one guy during the cocktail reception because I'm working the room and I'm doing stuff like what I've, what I've done for you. And he just goes, I don't know if I like you yet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> this Thanks is a good start. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, um, he, he essentially proceeded to get wasted drunk. And, uh, at one point, basically starts just like shouting out derogatory things and he basically you know get your get your you know san francisco blah 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 suit off stage and i'm sitting here going okay so i uh i took my i normally do like a lapel microphone or an earpiece and i always have a handheld just in case because you have more dynamics with a handheld when when you're speaking as a public speaker and so I muted the my main mic. I picked up the handheld, and it was like you have to break that fourth wall with the audience at that point. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening at home and you're not familiar with that that fourth wall concept, it's the idea that when you're on stage, there's kind of this imaginary barrier between you and the audience. Like you're the entertainer, you're there to entertain them, um, and and you're like I'm not Kevin Viner for that moment. I'm you know Kevin Viner. I'm yeah, like the guy yeah. on stage. Yep. And, and it was like no, and and I uh, and he was getting a lifetime achievement award. Oh that man! And so Are you kidding? I had to lifetime of being a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I I proceeded. I, I was just like, hey, you know, this is uh, this isn't this isn't cool. I was just like, you're you're supposed to be a role model here for a lot of your younger employees. You're getting a lifetime achievement award, and I was just like, your company paid good money to bring me wow. out here to yeah. fly you me out. You had to say out. that live? Oh, yeah. I, I, I said it live. I was like, your company paid me good money to fly me out here. And I was just like, you're entitled to whatever opinion you want, but if you're not enjoying the show because you, you like, I, oh, I, I, I was just like, I get it. You don't want to be fooled. But right. I was yeah. just like, this is entertainment. This yeah. is fun. Right. And if you're not into it, I was like, there's a bar outside so you can leave. Oh my gosh, I love it. And you're like, by the way, your brother's name is David. <laughs> and, like, yeah. <laughs> and, no, and, and you're and, thinking of a purple square. So go fuck yourself. Like, and yeah. he, got, he got up and he left. And it was so awkward because his own peers started clapping when he left wow. the room. And then it was like, okay, well, way to, Lifetime. Like, way to retire from your company tonight. Yeah, yeah like, that come sucks. on. But you did it in the best way possible where you like, subversively like shamed him as a leader like it's smart but, it, but it's still it's good some people it's like, just yeah. put you in that position where you have no you have no way out but to just say you're being a dick well and and like to try i i tried to do it very kindly because i'm i'm very aware like there's a um i think it was tony robbins and he said this a long time ago and it stuck with me i, thought I was, know what he said i know cool. i'm rich i'm rich right <laughs> No, he talked about how uh, people were trying to solve for a few basic things, and they're trying to solve for certainty, uncertainty, significance, and approval. And Mm -hmm. the idea being certainty, we want to know, like my clients want to know that they're bringing someone in who's going to deliver and be appropriate and and all this stuff. Sure. Uncertainty, they don't want it to be like cookie cutter, right? They want to be surprised. Yeah. Right. Significance, they want to feel like, like people are watching something important and then approval. They want to be able to get credit that they found me and brought me in. Right. So I have to, I have to go like, I look at everything through that lens when I work. And so whenever there's a heckler, I'm, I'm also kind of like, okay, it's kind of like, you know, if you enter someone else's house, ask if you should take off your shoes, right? Like I'm in someone else's house right then. And so I have to be aware of that. And 
sometimes that's a little tough. Can you speak about like who is the most famous person that you ever performed for or in front of? Yeah, so I can't go into details on where it was or why it was, but um, there was an event that I was not told anything about, and I was flown to a location and told that this is where it's going to be. It's like a Stanley Kubrick film or something. Yeah. You're yeah. like, put on this mask and like, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> it, was, um, it, was, it was somewhere exotic, and, mm. uh, and I showed up there, and it, it, was, it was just amazing. I mean, it was... You know, Katy Perry and Alicia Keys. <gasps> really? Oh my God, yeah, you're part was, of the Illuminati now. No, it was like it was like a who's who of of uh, like just and those are the people I can name. It was it was like yeah. a who's who. Sure. Of, of so they didn't tell and you so, anything before. They just said you're coming to this event. That's all we can tell you. They told me nothing. They told me we're coming here. Yep, that's all we can say. Was there and, anything uh, creepy about that? Were you worried a little bit? Like, oh, wait a minute, I need a little bit more information. No, not really, because I knew. And who's they? I well, I you can't knew, say. Yeah, I knew who was putting the event together. Okay. And oh, somebody yeah. who I knew and somebody who I'd worked with before, and and so it was just kind of like, okay, cool. I'm I'm gonna show up and and do this, and uh, you know, I I have really good friends. Um, I have a buddy, and this is kind of a, a plug for him because mm-hmm. he's if you're listening and you want to see some cool magic, he's Maybe a, we'll have he's him a on great too, magician. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's up in L.A., but. Uh, his name's Armax Goodwin, so Armax R M A X, and uh, Armax is great. And I mean, he's he lives up there in L.A. and he's he's gotten to work with like LeBron James and Adele and and done some like incredible incredible stuff. Mm. Um, celebrity events have always been a little bit funny for me because a lot of times what they do is unless they have personally seen you somewhere and want you directly there a lot of times they're working with an independent meeting planner and Mm. there's a lot of things going on at their events so oddly enough um the budgets for a lot of those events aren't what you would think really yeah that's like one of the reasons that i love doing the the corporate events because it just it's a little bit of a better fit like i like to do more of a show yeah but i mean there, Unless it's like Jay Z like sees you, right? And it's like, something like Kevin, that. Kevin, come to my party. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, and he is oh, the yeah. one that like yeah. But like, there's 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 funny stuff. I've got a buddy who who performed for uh, going back to Katy Perry again, um, and I'm not sure what kind of NDAs were signed, so I won't mention his name. But he had done a thing for uh, for Katy Perry, and it was back when she and John Mayer were dating. And there's certain things that I hear about them, like oh no, like that would have been so cool because. John Mayer approached him afterward, and this this was like a decade or a decade ago or, or whenever it was, right? And and goes, hey, he goes, I've I've always been you know really interested in magic, and he was just like, you know, would you be interested in trading like magic lessons for guitar? Oh lessons? my gosh, and that is that's how, I know that's your dream because you're always oh, yeah. doing the musician I, too. I, yeah, I play guitar. Yeah, and, and yeah. Like I, and so so my buddy calls me and he's like he's like hey he's like I know that John Mayer you know plays plays like a lot of music and he's a really good like pop star but he's like is he actually like a good guitarist is he someone <laughs> worth learning guitar i'm like no so uh. so there's there you know funny stuff like that happens sometimes but it's um that's wow you know it's it's kind of like that uh steve jobs had that really good quote from uh his stanford commencement address and he said you can never connect the dots looking forward you can only connect them looking backward so you have to just 
you know, basically live your oh, life and yeah. you trust yeah. that the job like, oh, is I didn't get together. this job because of this, and then I, yeah. I'm with this person because that didn't right. go well. Right, it's, yeah. it's the way right. things work. So I've I've more and more through my life because it's like when you're young and developing a career, every little thing is the biggest thing in the world. Sure. And you, oh yeah. I was going to say, speaking of when you were young, you shared with me on the, the write up a story about just you reaching out to someone that meant a lot to you who kind of later on became your mentor. Oh, you yeah. Share. So it's, I think both Bo and our audience will like that a lot because it's super funny. So this guy, Jason Randall, and I don't have my phone with me, so I can't pull up the actual email, but I can I can tell you about it. So Jason, Jason was the officiant for my wedding. Um, he's a really, really close friend now. He's he's. Um, been a, a great influence and a great mentor for the last 11 years and uh, he's the one that i talked about having the the hangar out in oceanside with the mm. helicopter and uh i emailed him out of the blue because he's a magician he had really achieved incredible success on uh on just a variety of levels i mean you read his, his bio and it's like it seemed like something that was impossible i mean he phd in social psychology um top 2% of flight instructors for airplanes and helicopters wow. in the country. Um, seventh degree black belt. Well, all uh, over. Yeah. Plays and composes for like five instruments, uh, <laughs> licensed general building contractor, master scuba instructor, oh master hypnotherapist. Like, like the list goes on. And at first when I read this, I was like, ah, oh, this, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then it, it was funny. Cause as I got to know him, it was like more and more. It was like, Oh yeah, here's this photo of me doing this. And I was like, Oh my God, this is all true. true this yeah. is all really true. And he's, he's become one of my best friends in, in the world. And, uh, at the time though, I was 22. I was fresh out of college. I was kind of rethinking my career a little bit. Uh, magic's been the only job I've had my entire life. Since you were so five, right? Since, yeah, yeah, since I was yeah. five. I, I did my first paid show when I was 11. And so I, I've always wanted to just keep growing. And uh, I emailed Jason because he had been on David Letterman and, and all these other shows. And I said, hey, you know, I'm. It, w it was some dumb email like, I perform for Fortune 500 companies <laughs> and I'm 22. And how do I grow my business? And oh. to his credit, he uh, he wrote me back like a page and a half response. And I, I was I was blown away by it. And he goes, hey, we're up, you know, I'm up in San Clemente. So if you ever want to, you know, reach me like here's my number so I, I gave him a call and we had a conversation and then he said hey come up bring a copy of your act i'm happy to look over it and uh <laughs> so we look over the act and he's like it, it was nuts i mean he spent like six hours with me wow. looking over stuff and giving wow. advice um and he shot me off an email like i i actually left in tears driving home from that meeting not because I was offended or anything, but because he, he was like very right with the advice he gave. And uh, he basically sent me this email that said, you know, your stand up show as it is right now is very weak. It suffers from the same problems that most comedy magicians have little to no original scripting. Um, you know, he was like, you're not particularly funny. <laughs> you have a, a number of, dead of space. Yeah, you, there's like tons of dead space. You have a number of strange mannerisms on stage that need to be eliminated. Basically, basically just unthreaded you. Yeah, like, unthreaded yeah. me completely and uh, told me to start studying stand-up comedy. So Judy Carter has some great yeah, stand-up yeah, yeah. comedy yep. books and um, told me to read those and start getting a feel for how to write actual comedy because he was like a lot of magicians think that laughter is 
comedy and it's not people laugh because of tension release and Mm -hmm. so if you do something and people laugh like maybe it's funny maybe it's not you like laughter doesn't necessarily let you know unless you're trying to to be funny like they could be laughing at you not with you right yeah so um that really was a huge pivotal shift for me and uh and i try now i'm i'm actually kind of in the process um of and it's it's like a pre-plug in a way because i don't know if this is going to wind up being a thing but I'm, I'm putting it together just over the years i've i've found so many little tips and tricks kind of for freelancers especially people who work with companies and uh i i work with a lot of younger acts too mm-hmm. and try and help them monetize what they do and be more successful so i'm I'm trying to put together kind of an online course right now oh, where I'm nice. leveraging all this information I've learned over building a, a successful business as a magician, right? Because people, I mean, still, even at these events, they're like, okay, so you're a magician. That's that's what you do for a living. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, mentalist. <laughs> no, it's still a magician. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Th- things that I've I've done over the years that I think could could benefit a lot of people and absolutely kind of start them on a good path so that's something I'm, I'm kind of playing around with in the back of my head that's awesome like uh, when, oh yeah oh please Meryl oh, one more okay well I was just gonna ask when you so like I talk about connecting the dots is like if you didn't have that moment then when you were on shows like the Penn and Teller fool us and stuff because when I watched you on that you just seem so at ease and comfortable. And I can imagine for someone that's a big deal. You have them, you have the audience, all the stage lights. Like, Yeah, first off, yeah. explain the Penn & Teller Fool Us show just so people can kind so, of get it. Yeah, so Penn & Teller Fool Us. Uh, Penn & Teller, they're two magicians out in Las Vegas. Um, they have a, a huge following. Um, they're, they're great. I mean, I think that their presentations, they do a lot of things that are you know, based on politics or religion, and it's, it's really brilliant, brilliant stuff. But uh, I got a call. And they wanted me to come do a specific routine on their show. And it's basically this show where you come on, you perform, and then Penn and Teller get to try and figure out how you did what you did. <laughs> and if you fool them, then, you know, you win, essentially. And uh, it was funny because normally you come in with an idea. But in this case, the producers approached me and said, hey, can you do that trick Sorry. yeah no, you're okay. you know so in this case the producers approached me and they said hey you know can you do this one specific routine and i knew going into it that they would know how ah. it worked right and it was more of almost just like a a mini plug for you like you're gonna be on tv plug. and you're, you're gonna do this thing your, your name was gonna be put out there but you know that they're gonna figure out the trick right that's okay so i read over the contract and i basically found what I thought was kind of a loophole and created a routine that essentially if they guessed part of the method, it would invalidate the other part. And if they guessed that part, it would invalidate the first part. So I kind of put them in a catch 22 <laughs> where there was no way that they could actually like get it all. Oh correct. my gosh. And it was approved and it was good. And then I got there to film it. And the night before the show, the producers were like, you can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay. You can't fool us. So like, no, so it went, it went back to, to kind of square one. But I mean, it, it was such a positive experience. And they really, they're really about making all the acts look good on the show. Yeah. And I think that's what's nice about it. Um, I did, and I, I can't talk too much about it, but I, uh, I did a thing for America's Got Talent 
a couple years ago. And uh, I went and I filmed the show and got through and it was like unanimous decision, got, got through the round, it was going to go live. Um, but there was a microphone issue Ugh. and the footage that was captured was not usable. And uh, that was that was a bizarre experience because I was on stage. I was filming in Pasadena and my wife was was up in the balcony and uh, I came out and it was like I've, I've had some really bad uh, sinus issues over the years. And I've had a couple sinus surgeries and I was like really sick uh -huh. at, at this time. So I go out on stage and it was like. It was bizarre because I don't get stage fright. And all of a sudden, like, I was more nervous than I'd ever been really? in my oh, life. Man. And uh, I got into it and everything everything worked. But then it, it, it was it was kind of a bizarre thing. Like, the judges got into a fight with each other, like, <laughs> about arguing. About you or just about? No, just about other stuff. And I was having to talk to the audience and be like... <laughs> Kind of keep them going. Yeah, you're just and guessing I'm like, everyone's sister's name. Or and I'm like over talking to Simon, and he's a, and he's like, he's actually a really nice guy. He was, because it, it's his show. I mean, he's the one, he yeah. created sure, the show, sure. right? And he's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh, it's all good, man. And I'm, I'm like talking to the audience. I'm like, oh, yeah, my wife's up here. You know, we're recently married. Give her a round of applause and like <laughs> oh trying to keep gosh. everything going. But the, uh, the worst part about it was they, they were trying to see like what we could make salvageable to air. And, I got to go and, and I was kept there a couple extra days and was in their editing trailer and got to see like this amazing footage of me between Tyra uh. Banks and Heidi Klum on stage that like exists somewhere, but I'll never have access to. Oh. Oh. We have to get that and but put it out. No, you know what? It's once again, though, it's, it's all good. It's yeah. kind of the way that things go. And if I would have, I mean, that was that was three or four years ago now. Mm. And if I would have looked at where things are now, you know, who knows? But it's it's just been kind of an incredible journey from there. Still, wow. <sighs> I was gonna say something. I forget what I it was though. I hogged all the questions. You so hogged them all, Meryl. I want to vote to have a question. Uh, so you have this deck here. Is this for like the end? Oh well, no. Uh, we could do it now. Um, a mat. Like pretend you have X-ray vision. I do. Okay, so stare at Meryl for oh, a second. God. No, oh, I'm just, no, sorry. <laughs> you don't want to do that to him. Yeah. Uh, we just our last episode was all about us roasting each other because of our weight gain. So, so yeah, we don't want to. Do so you look. You look at the deck. Uh huh. And uh, there's something you notice different about one of the cards. And what card is that? It's up to you. Any card you want. Don't. I mean. Okay. Most people would go with like an ace of spades because it's kind of obvious, mm -hmm. but you don't have to. Don't Just be obvious, Bob. Out loud. I'm say not. it. Go for it. I actually, the first thing I thought of was the jack of spades. Okay. Do you want to stick with that? Yeah, because I feel like that was my gut. That was your that gut. That was my gut. So you're you're good with the it. The jack of go spades. Okay. Oh, you fucking dick. Yeah, I there's one, that far yeah. down there's the one card flipped over. I can see I all the it? numbers of every card should, except for one card, know? and that's being flipped over, and it's the jack of fucking spades. <laughs> what in the fuck, dude? How? What in the fuck? That, fuck you, man. So that's what the deck was for. <sighs> oh, my gosh. So I, I'm, I'm mad at you because, because I thought of the jack of spades, and then you said the ace of spades a lot of people pick, and I was like, yeah, but I, I just thought of the jack. Right. Mostly, I don't know. Whatever. That's well, weird. 
I want to hear about a shit show, or we want to hear about a shit show moment on stage. Uh, like, oh. have you ever hurt yourself? Oh, yeah. Like, what's, give us some, like, when things, because that's the thing is we, we've established that you are amazing at what you do, but there has to be some moment where let's, human error let's, plays in. Let's talk some shit. Yeah. Let's get into it. So <laughs> I used to do this routine where I would blow up a balloon, and I would pop the balloon, and a bottle of wine would appear. And... uh Essentially, the method involved obviously having a bottle of wine accessible there, yep. uh, and popping a balloon. Um, but on this one occasion, I'm performing a show in Tower, Minnesota. <laughs> now, if you don't know where Tower, Minnesota is, uh, it's because you are a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tower, Minnesota is north of Duluth, and it is like almost on the Canadian border, uh. and it is cold, always cold. Wow. And uh, there is a casino there called Fortune Bay Casino, and so I was in my early 20s. I'm doing this gig at this casino for their, like, their, their high rollers in Tower, right? And the, the company that's doing the AV, for some reason, the spotlights weren't on at the beginning of the show, so... I'm performing, I've got a stage wash, and right as I go to pop this balloon, they hit me with the brightest oh spotlights goodness. I've ever seen, <laughs> and it distracts me, and I completely miss the balloon, and I stab myself in the cuticle. Oh. Like, r like this is the first 30 seconds of my show. Oh. Like, blunt scissors oh straight into the cuticle, and I'm like, oh, oh. so now... <sighs> I am basically getting the bottle of wine from where I would have the bottle of wine and the balloon doesn't pop. The bottle of wine falls out of my hand and shatters on stage. Oh. And I am left bleeding with a broken bottle of wine at my feet <laughs> and an unpopped balloon in my hand <laughs> on an empty stage. Oh, oh. my gosh. And uh, I grabbed a Band-Aid. I had a first aid kit off stage did my show uh so then holy fuck so then same show some weather moves through and they're like hey you know uh you're not gonna be able to get your flight because you know from duluth nothing's leaving because yeah. we have this you know frozen <laughs> rain which we don't get here in san diego so okay frozen rain can't get my flight it's all good I called Delta. I go, hey, I need to leave Minneapolis to get back to San Diego for another event. And they go, well, if you can make your connecting flight, we'll allow you to board that flight still. So I talked to the, the concierge and I'm like, hey, I need one of your chauffeurs. Like, I'll, I'll tip you guys. I'll do whatever. I need to get back. So they go, okay, it's like a five-hour drive. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So be in the lobby at, you know, 3.30 a.m. So, okay, cool be in the lobby at 3.30 a.m. So I show up, and I'm looking around, and the only other guy there is a guy with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my driver. Oh, Shut man. up. So I am being driven around through the black ice <laughs> of oh. Minnesota by a one-armed man. What if it was a magician that tried to do the cuticle thing before? <laughs> right? He was like, oh, I came here a few years ago with right? this balloon trick and this wine trick. And spotlight, like, yeah. right? He's like, spotlight, right? Well, you know what I, I'm saying? I asked him at a certain point. I go, because you're driving with somebody for five hours and it's going to come yeah. up. So, yeah. so we stop and grab some breakfast on the way. And I'm like, so what What happened? And he's like, meat grinder. I was what? Like, really? Are you kidding? 
thing. No, no That's joke. That's such like a Minnesota thing. Too. But no, he was so nice. He was so nice. He was the kindest guy. But but here's here's the worst part of it. Wait, wait, so, wait, I bet his arm like went in the meat that I just I, ate. I I, oh, I don't know. Maybe. But but so here's the worst part. He has this you know Garmin GPS right uh-huh. because now we just have our iPhones but he has his Garmin GPS up and I'm like trying to be helpful and he asks me to put he's like hey you know would you mind putting in the airport and he's driving and I'm I'm like half asleep still oh, so no. I'm just trying to be helpful and I think to myself that oh for some reason it, like logic doesn't always apply when you're tired so instead of the obvious I go oh he doesn't know how to use his GPS so I try to explain to him how to use his GPS because I'm like, oh, he needs me to type it in because he like doesn't, doesn't normally know. chauffeur people. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I know how to use it. I only have one arm and it's oh. on the wheel. <laughs> I was like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. But you made the flight. Yeah, I made okay, the flight. I, was I made the flight. Like, then he drives you no, back and No, no. The story has a terrible ending. Holy everything wound up great. But <laughs> Oh, man. What, what do you think has been like one of the most intimidating? Because a ton of corporate gigs, you just did the one kind of you just did for the retired CEO of Starbucks. We could yeah. That, so right? Howard, but yeah, Howard Schultz, I, I did his retirement party up in uh, Seattle. That was incredible. That was super fun. Um, it was really cool. I got to create some custom routines for him. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, he, he always called all of his employees, he called them partners. That was one oh, of his I big like things. That. And, and really, I mean, you know, he, he did a lot for like, healthcare and you know giving healthcare to everyone even the part-time employees like he was a, a pretty in i mean regardless of what your beliefs are in business like he sure. shaped business yeah. I mean, sure. he was a huge huge influence and so that was a big honor to be able to work with him yeah, and that's uh, he crazy. he teared up during one of the routines which is really cool really yeah because i like when i when i do an event like that um i i dive in you know, head first. So I, I bought, he has a, a couple books that he's written that were kind of autobiographical, but also like memoirs, his ideas on leadership. And so I, I digested those. Like I, I read all of his stuff because you want to show up and you know, it's, it's kind of like that old adage where, you know, somebody's interviewing a celebrity and the celebrity goes, well, you really haven't done your homework. Yeah. Right, you? Right. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's, there's certain things that I think if it's available online and it's sure. easily accessible, like that's one of the things I really appreciate about both of you. Like Meryl, when you picked me up today, you were like, Oh, I know this about you and this about you. And I was like, thank <laughs> you. I'm that's crazy. Well, no, it's, it's so nice. It's nice because it, it makes for a better interview. Yeah. And I think sure. similarly when I, when I work with celebrities or companies, I want to know some of those inner workings. Like I want to, like I'll go and I'll look up news about the company beforehand. Yeah. It's fun too. It's, it's like, oh it's, yeah. it's good to, I like to like know things about people. I think sure. it's fun. Well, it, it expands your knowledge base, yeah. right? And it's, um, especially in the corporate market. I mean, I've been, I've been fortunate to be privy to a lot of really interesting conversations that, that I can't discuss here, but you, you sign these non-disclosures and I mean, you're performing for, an event behind closed doors yeah. where companies brought you on board yeah. and and like right before you go on stage they're having their investor review statement and you're you're hearing some wow. stuff like sure it's, it's been it's been really cool but um yeah the howard schultz event was was incredible um and i mean just 
honestly, like I'm, I'm so grateful for all of the, the different events that I've been able to do over my career. Uh-huh. It's, um, it's, it's, it's like a dream come true. It's like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. I have a question for you about, um, because you started so young, was there ever any time that you were like, I'm not going to do this. This is too difficult. Or were no. you just like, this is who I am from, from the age of, I think you said 11 or eight from five is from when five. I started. You're like always going to be this thing. I started young enough to where I was able to make all the mistakes before mm. it mattered. Ah, I see. I see. So like mm. my first, my first, um, my first client I ever had. So I, I worked, I mean, not first client, but first corporate client was Qualcomm because mm. they're here in San Diego. Yeah. And there was this woman uh, named Leslie and she met me. I was doing table to table magic at a TGI Fridays up in <laughs> really? Carlsbad. Fuck yeah. yeah. And I was <laughs> like, Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I was like 15. And I was like, this is 15. it. I, well, I went, in, I went in and I was like, hey, you guys need a restaurant magician. And they're like, no, we don't. And I was like, yes, you do. I was like, you don't know what you need, but let me show See, you. See, isn't that the, oh, the wonderful part of being that young too is just having that like brazen oh God. thing of being Not like, knowing what you don't know yeah, or like, or yeah. what this, this shouldn't happen, but yeah. I just didn't know that. That, so I did it. Oh, yeah. To go into well, a Fridays stuff, and like, tell them like you need a magician. I used. I mean, there's so many things I look <laughs> back on. I'm like, I would not do that now. Like, yeah. I remember um, Radiohead came and played a show at Embarcadero Park years ago. Wow. And they they did two nights in a row at Embarcadero. It was sold out like instantly. And my buddies and I like we had no tickets for the shows, and so we all snuck in in different ways. One of them <laughs> got handcuffed, but like. <laughs> My favorite was my buddy Brandon paid somebody to borrow their paddleboard and paddleboard back behind the <laughs> stage and climb the rocks into Embarcadero Park. I don't know if we can say that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We cool. talk all the time. Don't about, try that at home. I talk about like actively shoplifting but, and everything. So yeah, we're yeah. Okay, yeah. But, uh, How did you sneak in? Anyway, I, I snuck in. I, the The old thing I used to do, and it, it doesn't work as well now, but like it used to be if you just looked important and got on your yeah, cell phone because yeah. it was always like in Embarcadero Park, they always had the volunteer ushers mm-hmm. and they were always like pretty elderly. And yeah. so it was just kind of like if you look like you know what you're doing yes. and they you believe blow you. past them on yep. a cell phone, they're not going to stop you. And even if they try, I mean, you're faster than them. Yeah. Right. But now we're all on our phones sure. all the time. So no one cares. But like. You know, years ago, if you saw someone on the phone, you're like, I'm not going to interrupt what they're yes. doing. Yeah, and I'd yeah. always be like, I told Bill no. Like, like you <laughs> right. have to, that's what I've of many years of belly up. I, you have to be upset at like someone directly, and it has to be like a common name. I'm so like, how, am I a Meryl, mentalist? So, how'd that, how'd that turn am out I with a Bill? <laughs> <laughs> so, you get back, yeah, so, so you, you get, get backstage, or, or like, no, no, I didn't get backstage. Oh, okay. I just got into the show and watched it and enjoyed it. But I mean, it just kind of talking about that brazenness. Yeah. yeah. So you go to TGI you Fridays. Know, and yeah. When the, I was like, you need this. And, and so I, I still have some of that now. It's, it's just kind of like, Hey, if you call me and it's not the right fit for, for a show. Yeah. You know, it, it's always funny to me. Like people still get offended. Sometimes they'll call and they're like, well, what do you charge? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, this for a show. And they go, well, Oh my God, we can get this person or this person for this. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, why are you angry with me? Yeah, go, bu- yeah. go book them. Like, go that, book I'm those super people. okay with that. Yeah. Like, that's okay with me. Yeah. It's and, and you have to have that, right? But I mean, you have to believe in your own worth. You have to believe you in have your own to. worth, and you have to have this kind of calm confidence about it. I think, and that is something that I probably didn't have until I mean, I'm 33 now, 
probably five, six years ago. I mean, wow. And, and really the last like two or three years because because we always keep growing. Right. Do you get that thing? Uh, because I, we kind of work in the same industries in yeah. some ways, me being an artist. A lot of times people will come up and be like, so what do you do for a full time job? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you get that all the time? <laughs> all yeah, yeah. the time. You're like, you're like, oh, I do this. And then you drive off in your Lamborghini. You're like, <laughs> I always want that to happen. I was like, so what do you do for a full time job? It's like or people ask me like. Are you an artist? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking painting in front you of know, you. I used to, I used to care so much more, and I bought, um, I bought an Audi A7 because oh, yeah. I was driving. That's a hot fucking car. I love that car. Good God! See, this got... is where I know too much. You just got it washed and it's white. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, wow. And and that is how I do my job. Oh, so Meryl's taking over what I do. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's uh, if you see me driving around, it's it's KV Magic is the license oh my plate. KV Magic. KV Magic. But I mean, I I thought like, and it's funny the way this works. I was driving a Toyota Prius, and yeah. it's a Prius V, and it's it's the car my wife drives now. And like, I loved that car. It was so great. I don't really like. I love my A7. I love the sound system in it. That's the main thing I love <laughs> yeah. about my A7 is the, the sound system. But like, I I bought it because I was just like I didn't want that same thing. People yeah. going like, oh, huh. and I didn't want to pull up to private events. Sure, yeah. in a Prius, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's this Prius. And now people are like, oh, what? Like the the magician's driving this A7. Like what's the magician's going on? driving a better car than the CEO of the company. And but yeah. what's funny is. After I got like it doesn't matter. Yeah, That's of what course. I realized, but once you, you get know, it, it doesn't once, matter. Yeah, once, but before yeah. you don't have before it, it's like it matters, yeah. right? Of course, of course. People have all these these different conceptions, and it's um, you know, there's, I think I think the name of the book was the Automatic Millionaire, and it was one of these personal finance books, and it talked about this this fictitious couple called the McIntyres, who basically like just kind of you know live their life and they're just the the couple next door but they've put away and socked uh-huh. away and at a certain point you realize i think it it doesn't really matter because the people who don't get it are never going to get it and mm. so many of us were were inundated right in school with like oh be a doctor be a lawyer be this and and what they don't realize like with my career i'm able to earn the same kind of a living that a well-respected surgeon or doctor physician would or lawyer would make but it's also i've put in the hours sure like i've put in the hours over the years if you're willing to put in the hours do it but but that whole adage also of like oh you can be anything you want to be you can but how hard do you want to work for it yeah right because there's not there's not a track that's set up. If you want to be a doctor, you you know what you do, right? So you go in your pre-med and right. you do biology or chemistry, something like that. Then you go into med school, you study hard, and you check off these boxes. Sure. And unless you want to be incredibly innovative and come up with your own thing, and a lot of doctors do that. They'll create their own practices as well, right? But there's no handbook for how to do that in entertainment. So... I yeah. mean, uh, that's kind of what I've started telling people when they go, oh, yeah, you know, like th- this is your job. You do this full time. It's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is what I do. It's, I it's fucking love that, actually. 
I love that. Because both of you guys have to deal with with the corporate people of being like, okay, you you have to be good at your job, your your you know your entertainment, but then you also have to be good at being on time and communicating with the client and contracts and like there's the huge business side to it too. My business partner always says like, yeah, you have all this freedom, right? The freedom because you're a freelancer. You have all the freedom to work any 18 hour day that you (laughs) you want, and you'll be working every 18 hour day because that's what it takes. It does. And if you're uh, if you're hungry for it then you end up being someone like you. And it, there are a lot of people that go like, I just want the, the easy way to, you know, being a millionaire. It's like, yeah. then they just fall to the wayside, you know? Unless they're yeah, a TikTok star. Mm. <laughs> right? Damn it. I, I mean, I think that's the ultimate, right? Like, YouTube people and doing these things, you're like, Fuck. come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on, you fucker. Hey, hey, you know what, though? They found a way to make it. I yeah. know. Yeah, I yeah. know. And it's, it's its own business model. Yeah. And it's... um. I was telling Meryl on the drive over, my, my wife, I mean, if any of you are listening and you want to hear a cool singer-songwriter, uh, look up Jessica Lerner, L-E-R-N-E-R, on Spotify. Um, but, I mean, we've been talking lately because she's, she's this, like, incredible musician, but she's all artist, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so many people are. It's like they the, the business sense doesn't come as naturally yeah. or as yeah. quickly, and so... I've I've been kind of having some fun recently where we're trying to look for ways to monetize what she's doing That's awesome. yeah. and really grow grow that side of things because there it's it's kind of like if you're a musician and you're out there gigging and you're playing and you want to do it professionally there's never been more opportunities sure. to go make money with music. Yeah. Like sure. the, I mean you can go direct to consumer easier than ever before right now. But there's also less and less people doing it, and people are—they're going, "Oh my gosh, Spotify doesn't pay anything per stream." And I'm—I'm just—that's where I come in and go, "Okay, well, if the traditional marketing vehicles that people are using for entertainment aren't working anymore, branch out, go do something different. Yeah, Mm -hmm. go find a way to recreate yourself. And and if you're doing that and you stay in the room long enough." You'll be the only one in that room. Yeah. yeah, there's always a market you can carve out for yourself. Damn, yeah, that's, that's good so advice. I need to know how we can get everyone yeah. following you that knows us. Yeah, we're so please plug you. you. Plug yeah, you right so now. So on uh, all my social media, the Kevin Viner. So T H E, Kevin K E V I N Viner. V is in Victor. I N E R. Uh, look me up or just search Kevin Viner. You'll find videos. Follow me on YouTube, uh, oh. YouTube, Instagram. Um, if you if you're with a company, hop on LinkedIn. Yeah. I have a pretty active presence there too. And uh, yeah, just spread the word. Um, this summer, I'm doing a few shows. Uh, the Fringe Festival comes oh, through San cool. Diego every oh, nice. yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did it last two or three years ago, and it was a blast. So I'm not sure what the dates will be, but uh, you can go subscribe to my mailing list on my website, uh, kevinviner.net. And um, yeah, follow me. Come out and see my show. It's going to be a blast. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. You have totally blown us away. We love you. Thank you so much for being you. here. Thank yeah, you. You're great. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Until next time. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs>crazy that fucked me up a little bit i know i still there is not even a zero percent percent chance of me of knowing how he did some of the stuff that he did yeah 
Like I the know. Guessing, the Megan I, name I think or? I think the hard thing is like you know when you're in a place like let's say he's doing a performance on his stage, right? That's one thing. There's another thing when he's in your house and yeah. you know what he's uh, what he's holding. He sits in my room. He couldn't have prepared before. There's none of these things that a lot of a lot of the way it's just out of his control, right? Yes. And uh, and nothing that. Jeez, oh, the whole like drawing thing with the coronavirus like how on earth would he have known that's that? What that part i don't understand as well there has to be because like that it, came up as such a small little pop yes. of information in the very beginning when we were just hanging out and so for that to be part of the drawing and you know me putting in there thinking like okay i can figure this out yeah i don't know there's just something i mean Honestly, my mind was melting when <laughs> I saw him do the Rubik's Cube thing because I watched it and it felt like my eyes were playing tricks on me. I don't know if you ever felt that way with magic or, or anything like that, the but it's like I felt like yeah. like it was almost like, wait, I feel like I just saw that like go from uh, point A to point B, but that's impossible. Right. That's impossible. He just is. He's fucking good. This makes me so he's happy that, you're, that you were impressed. I'm into Kevin. And there's a part of me that secretly or not so secretly hopes that you guys can work together because it's like you're in the corporate world. He's in the corporate world. as well. Oh, we know so. exactly the same world for yeah. sure. But I mean, that dude's on a level that I just. Whew. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so check him out. Tell us what you guys go see of Kevin anytime you can, please. You're going to be fucking flabbergasted. Have a wonderful day. This is also me staying in the moment in case Bo wants oh. to say more. Oh, okay. I'm like a good partner and we don't need to say goodbye right yet. Yeah, no, but you already together. are. You already said have a good day. I, you no, already no, said I'm, have I'm, a good I'm day. Listing things for them Please to do. respect Kevin enough to say like, let's just be like, that was an amazing thing. Kevin was great. Please go check him out. Yep. Have a great day. <laughs> and have a great day. <laughs> oh, you're such a mess. You're going to get this one day. You're on the radio, like full-time, <laughs> professionally. Wow. Don't be jealous. All right. Uh, until next time, guys, thanks for tuning in. We love you. Meryl, you want to say anything else? Have a great day. <laughs> This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question, or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry, we'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.